Welcome to the Work Life Brilliance Podcast with executive coach and best-selling author, Denise Renee Green. Denise fills each episode with humor, compassion, knowledge, and pragmatism to help you transform your life. Listen in and learn how you can tame your brain, lower your stress, and become the person you were born to be. Hello there and welcome to the show. I have a question for you. What would you say is your predominant emotional mood. What mood do you think you're in most of the time? And let's just, let's just make it a weekday. All right, so Monday through Friday, you can do Saturday and Sunday if you want, but Monday through Friday, what would you say is your predominant feeling state? Now I'm gonna ask you, is it more around frustration, fear, worry? Or is it more around acceptance, willingness, courage, neutrality? Or is it more around love, peace, and joy? Now you probably go to all of these places, but where would you say you live the most? Okay, you got it? Okay, next question. On a scale of one to 10, How easy and how well do you shift intentionally from one emotion that might be painful to another emotion that feels good? So one to 10, how easily can you shift, perhaps out of fear, into reason or neutrality, or out of anger into love? Last question, how well do you help others your direct reports, your loved ones, how well on a scale of one to 10 do you help others make that shift for themselves? Okay, got it? The assumption behind all of these questions is that you can shift your emotional state no matter what is going on around you. But most of us are walking around like emotional zombies where we feel like we have no control over what we get to feel. And what we get to feel is numb at best. Uh, I don't know what zombies feel like, but it doesn't feel good. So most of us are walking around in a state that is very heavy, painful, just icky feeling, and we get stuck in it. And when that happens, well, a lot of bad things happen. One, you're dumping toxic stress into your body. You're causing inflammation in your body. Two, you're just causing distress. And that distress is going to cause you to take actions aligned with distress. So you're probably not going to behave in a way that is really going to benefit you. Whether it's something at work, like not speaking up or sending a passive aggressive email or spending hours trying to perfect an email because you're in fear or at home. Maybe it's snapping at your family or ignoring your family. It's not because you're a bad person. It's because of this emotional state you're in is not allowing you to take different actions. You have to take actions that are aligned with that emotional state. So if you want to start getting different, better results at work, in your family life, in your health, instead of just trying to change your actions, That's not going to stick unless you go back another step and actually 
change the emotions. And the way we do that is by noticing what emotions are creating the zombie-like behavior and changing the thoughts. So let me give you an example. I just got off a final call with a client and oh my gosh, am I so glad that she had the courage to work with me because when we started, she was a self-described control freak. And as you're probably aware, most things in life are outside of our control. And if you really value being in control, you're going to be angry a lot. Some people would call it frustrated. I just call it what it is. It is anger and some other things can be under frustrating too. So that's not going to be a healthy way to go through life. And this woman was very professional, but at home she would snap at her family and she called herself a tiger mom. So today she's laughing at herself and she's saying, Denise, I have definitely earned graduation because her two sons, very close in age, are constantly fighting. And the older son was being mean to the younger son. And she said to him calmly, she said, you don't have to love him right now, but can you just get to neutral? And they looked at her like she was a different person. And her husband said, I'm not even sure what that means. And I absolutely loved that advice. Because if all of us could just get to neutral when we're afraid or angry or worried, neutral is like, okay, that's happening. So let's talk about neutral in um, a common scenario. You're driving down the freeway, somebody cuts in front of you. Initial reaction, well, it's probably not going to be very favorable. Uh, you're either going to be afraid or you're probably going to be angry. And if you don't interrupt that emotion, then you're probably going to have a bad drive, right? You're going to go to work and you're going to say, oh, this guy cut in front of me. I can't believe it. You're going to be distracted from all the beauty around you that is potentially there. But if you were able to get to neutral, you might use a thought that gets you there. A thought like, oh, wow, I wonder if that person's late for work. Or, wow, I wonder if they have poor vision. Or, wow, I wonder if they just had a fight with their kid. You might get curious about what's going on. You're never going to know what's going on for that person. But just imagine if you're neutral about it. Now, instead of dumping cortisol into your system and probably becoming a bad driver yourself because now you're emotionally distracted, you've just let it go. And now you have taken control of your emotional state. And now you get to think and do whatever you want while you're driving. And then you arrive at your destination as a different person than you would have arrived if you had not accessed neutrality. Now you might be thinking, Denise, you have not met my mother-in-law. Or Denise, have you watched the news lately? The answer would be no. Or Denise, have you uh, heard what's going on in politics right now? Uh, are you aware of the economy? Are you aware of the bank failure? Yeah, some of it I am aware of. But I choose my emotional state. And I don't desire to be distracted away from it any more than my own brain is going to do. So I avoid many things that would otherwise distract me from having a state of love 
or higher. That means I want to be in a state of love, gratitude, joy, and peace most of the time. And when I'm not there, I want to have the ability to notice it, catch it, and shift it quickly. Let me see if I can explain this in another way. I, I love driving analogies. I grew up steering my dad's car. So I, I grew up driving from a very young age on the quiet streets of a small town in Kansas. And I learned to drive, well, I attempted to learn to drive in a stick shift, a Volkswagen stick shift. So this was not an easy car to drive and I never really mastered it, but I was commonly grinding the gears. So if you have never had the pleasure of driving a stick shift when you didn't know what you were doing, you might not know what this sounds like. But for those of you who do, it's very uncomfortable. It just feels like an awful vibration and the sound is absolutely terrible and nerve-wracking. And if we could just get the car into neutral, it would all be peace. Now, of course, we'd have to have the brake on so we don't roll, but there aren't very many hills in Kansas anyway. So neutral is so much better. Now, you may not be moving forward. You may not be moving backwards. You're certainly not able to go fast. But from neutral, you get peace. And then from neutral, you get to choose. Choose where you want to go next. So I want you to stop grinding your own gears. Nobody can hurt you. Only your thoughts about other people, what other people say, what other people do, all those shoulds, he shouldn't say that, he should do this instead. All of those shoulds are grinding your gears and they are burning out your motor. So you can do that. You can give away all your power. You can give away all your power, which means you don't have to fix anything. Your brain loves victim mode. It doesn't mind that you're crunching the gears. It loves victim mode because then you don't have to do anything. And your brain is not terrified of neutrality either. This is why I love the emotion neutral because it's kind of sneaky. You get to neutral and your brain isn't freaked out that you're going to do something big. Your brain's not afraid that you're going to uh, quit your job or say something wrong or God forbid, try and exercise. You're just in neutral. But from that place, now it's like a ramp. It's like a ramp that gets you faster to places where you really want to be. Just a hop, skip, and a jump up from neutral is acceptance. I want you to feel the difference between neutral. Neutral is, okay, that's happening. You're not triggered. You're not grinding your gears. Acceptance is, oh, that's what's happening. We don't judge it. We don't should on it. Like, oh, it shouldn't be raining today. I'm supposed to go on a trip. We just accept it. And once we accept it, we're at peace. And now we can make decisions based on our acceptance of the situation or the person instead of our resistance to it. Can you see now with just these puny little emotions of neutrality and acceptance that we are no longer zombies? We are now in charge of our emotional state. And from there, it's just a short skip up to gratitude. Now, gratitude is an emotion that is so powerful and I think so easy to access because if you just stop for a minute and look around you, 
you will find something to be grateful for. And once you feel that emotion, well, that is the emotion of enoughness, more than enoughness, and the emotion of loving what you have, loving all the gifts around you. So just getting to neutrality, getting out of frustration and anger to neutrality makes it easier for you to launch into love and gratitude. And in the event you can't get all the way up there, given the current circumstances you're in, well, at least if you get to neutral, you feel relief. And isn't that what everybody wants? Don't you want to be able to create relief to be able to stop your churning brain, to stop torturing yourself over things that you cannot control? Just a reminder, other people are always outside your span of control. Events are always outside your span of control. Events like the weather, uh, world events, they're always outside your span of control. So are you going to let things that you have no control over put you into a zombie-like trance of anger? Or are you going to go back to where the control really is? You. That is the one thing you have to control, and it's hard enough. You can't control your kids, and if you try to, you're going to push them away. It's kind of like trying to uh, hold an egg too tight. It's just going to crack and be messy. So allowing your kids to be who they are, allowing them to make mistakes, because the only other option is force. And the irony is when you back off, but when you keep the pedal on love, Keep the pedal on curiosity, but back off on the anger and the control and the forcing. Your kids will actually start to make decisions that are in their best interest. And your relationship with them, whether it's your kids or other family members or peers at work, when you stop trying to control, when you stop resisting them for who they are, when you stop resenting them for what they do, and how they do it, they will feel the change in you. And they will decide to change. And that is how you influence people. Not by forcing, but by allowing. By living in a state of neutrality when it comes to their behavior. So I'm going to invite you to go back to those questions I asked in the beginning. What's your predominant mood? How well are you at shifting it? And how well do you help others shift theirs? And then I want you to decide... Where do you want to be on that spectrum? And please start with yourself, not other people. Start with catching your frustration or your anger or your fear or whatever the emotion is that you'd like to feel less of. Start by just noticing it, catching it, not judging it, and then asking yourself, what would I need to believe and think in order to feel better about this situation. And I don't know if you could hear my dog barking in the background just now, but if so, I've just decided to let it be. I'm just accepting it. Thanks for listening to Work-Life Brilliance. If you like what you heard, the best compliment you can give us is to share this podcast with a friend. And we greatly appreciate your favorable review to let us know we're helping you become a more brilliant version of yourself by listening in.